Hey man, what's up guys? So we want to welcome you guys out to this episode of Hillside Radio. We are here, man, at the Cook in Hollywood. Uh, with the, uh, shall I say, world famous, the great, uh, NBA great, Inglewood legend. legend, Paul Thank Pierce, man. We thank uh, you so I'll much. Inglewood, Inglewood. Hey, Inglewood's finest in the building, uh, Paul Pierce. But we here at Hillside Radio with the starting five. Once again, I am the boy, I am the man, I tell the PG. Uh, the Magic Jackson of the show, because I make sure everything is smooth. And y'all know it is show time, baby. I'm so excited. Uh, Got my guy Bruce to the right of me. What's up, Bruce? What's happening? What's happening? Y'all know what it is. Thank everybody for coming out. Appreciate y'all. Shice right on IG. Follow, follow. Yes, sir. So, hey, that is our, that's our big man right there. Uh, So he the one that's going to do the jump balls whenever we uh, see you guys on the court anywhere. But we got our shooting guard right here. Uh, Mike, what's good, Mike? What's good? What's good? What's good? Big Mike out of Pappy came through from all the way from Inglewood. You know I had to do it, baby. Hey, yes, sir. So with you. <laughs> hey, two Inglewoods in the building. I don't know if I'm safe, man. I oh, you real safe now. <laughs> hey, we got you, big dog. You <laughs> good. You real good. Hey, then we got, uh, of course, we we like I like to call him Larry Bird, but he'd rather be Brian Scalabrini, which is terrible. But uh, we got our boy the White Hines Mamba. <laughs> Come on, get it right, Alex Himes. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Thanks for coming out. Let's go. Do it. And then we got uh, the new addition straight from the ATL. Uh, this is going to be our stretch four right here. Uh, Philip, what's up, Philip? Might have stepped out to the outside, cross you up, and then dunk on you real quick. All of that, all of that. Hey, yes, sir. So uh, once again, Corsair Radio starting five uh, with the great Inglewood's finest, Paul Pierce in the building. And we're going to start it off by talking about uh, the NBA draft. Uh, it occurred a few days ago, Thursday. We knew Zion was going number one. Uh, you had John Morant going number two, and then, of course, R.J. Barrett, number three. So it's a lot of names that we know in the top five, top ten, and uh, 60 players being drafted. First, I just want to say, Paul, with you being drafted, just tell us how you feel about that whole entire experience mm -hmm. of being a player drafted, because I know it's a crazy feeling. Well, it's uh, for them kids, you know, it's life-changing. You know, that's a day that they'll never forget. You know, I can remember uh, being in the green room, uh, going up there and shaking the commissioner's hand, and uh, I knew I had made it. You know, once I stood on that stage and, and said my name, I knew I was uh, I achieved one part of my dream. And so, um, you know, all those kids worked hard their whole life to to get to this level, and you know, now that they made it, fine. But the next part is staying. You know, I've seen a lot of lottery picks last two, three years because they didn't do the work that, that they needed to do. To, to survive in this league because um, you got to understand every year there's 60 new draftees yeah so that means there's a possibility of 60 new guys that are going to be out the league true and so once you make it you know you got to work just as hard just to stay hey yeah so man we thanks for that input uh That's so if you guys check out the draft it's an uh, amazing thing just to see these kids uh make it to the league see their friends make it to the league as well but instead of talking about about each pick by pick, we're just going to give our favorite picks of the draft. So uh, since I am the PG, before I no look it off to uh, one of you guys, I'm going to start it off with my favorite pick. So RJ going to the Knicks, I think that that's a great pick for New York. They needed uh, a player that they can build around, a name that people know. If they would have took somebody else like Darius Garland, it would have been crazy because you have RJ there at number three, you can't miss with that pick. So great pick by them. Then I'm going to go to uh, two picks by the Hawks, DeAndre Hunter going forward. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. I think that's a, a great wing for them, a good defensive guy. He played so well for Virginia to help them uh, win the championship last year. 
And then Cam Reddish. I think so many people sleep on Cam's game. I love it. I think that uh, he has a chance. He yeah. should have been picked before Hunter. I'm sorry. No, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I don't know about that. hundred percent. His shooting was very sketchy this year from three-pointer. He's yeah. a shooter, and he didn't. He stuck behind two big-name guys. His role changed. I agree, yeah, man. How you feel about Cam, Paul? I got mixed feelings because um, very inconsistent. You know, for a player of his caliber, um, you know, he didn't really – the focus of the defense wasn't really on him. So, you know, when you that third option, you should be a high-percentage player. And, uh, you know, he didn't really exceed the expectations. I know he didn't get the ball as much as he wanted, but at the end of the day, you know, he should have been a higher percentage shooter, you know, knowing that the defense wasn't really focused on him. Great athleticism. He's supposed to be known as a great shooter. But, you know, sometimes your game will come out of the NBA more so than in college. And that's exactly what I think with Cam. It's still out on him, so we'll see. Yeah, I think with Cam – he's more of an NBA player than a college player. Yeah. And I think if he was in a different situation in college and chose not to go to Duke and maybe was like the focal point or even a number two, that he would actually stood out this year in college. That but was the problem. He had but flashes. He had like real good flashes off yeah, the dribble and stuff like that. But, but, but to piggyback on that. Yeah, I mean, you stepped up now. I mean, you was inconsistent in college and you went to a better a better league where you got grown better athletes. So, you know, the book is still out on him. We'll Definitely. see. He, I when think he's a, I think he's a volume scorer, so I think he has a chance to figure it out. Uh, he has a lot of game, but the Hawks did their thing. Period. They were also able to add in the top ten, uh, Jackson Hayes, a uh, big man from Texas. Uh, then another no, that's, pick. Uh, that's uh, New Orleans. Yeah, that's no, the Pelicans. They traded it though. No, nah, Pelicans got that pick. Yeah, they got Jackson Hayes. Yeah, they, they took got, Hayes. They got and Cam Zion. at ten, and Jackson went to New Orleans with I eight. I saw they got the three picks. I, I had to nah, check it out. Theirs was a. Uh, 17. They yeah. got another player. They traded at. up. Oh, okay. 17. Hey, then uh, Kevin Porter, who was drafted by the Bucks, but then traded to the Cavs, uh, USC kid. Oh, I really like that kid. No, he he's got, got a great story. He too. got no love on no, Thursday like either. He's a bucket. He's, he's super young. He got to he gotta mature on and off the court I a little bit. I think he's going to be the sleeper in this round. At number 30? Yeah. No matter, no matter Him the or Carson no Edwards. Yeah, too. That's true. Got picked 58. No, Isaiah I mean, Thomas, 60th. His name had been, you know, on like high on people's draft boards. A lot of people had him high. Some people had him off. Some people had him low. He started out the year on like the top yeah, six but if picks. You're coming out on top, like you had a chance at some point. So I expect like a little chip on his shoulder, is, maybe. I look at players, and this is how I rate players. You know, just being around for so long and being able to see a lot of different players. Um, I've seen a lot of talented guys come and go, but I feel like those guys that got it deep on the inside, who got that hunger, and he's one of them guys who got that competitive spirit. Um, those are the guys I'll take every day. And, um, you know, these guys who look good doing it, the layup look nice, this dunk look nice, but then when they hit hard times, they, 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 they shrink. Throw the double in, team in, at them. In, <laughs> in big moments. Fact. You know, I like guys who, and I can see the fire in that kid's eyes. I think he's going to be yeah. something. He's NBA ready. And he's going to be motivated because he's 30th pick. You know, he's got to improve now. He has a very interesting story. I mean, he just seems like a kid that has a lot of fire, a lot of of things to get off his chest, and a lot to prove in the league. And that's how I was when I came in. And he's already played against grown men, so you got to think about that outside of his And that's the whole part. Like, he's going to be a grown man coming into the league the way his game is already set up. And he's only going to get better. Yeah. It translates perfectly to whatever system he's going to go to. Yeah, and he's going to the Cavs to where 
you're going to be able to play with Darius Garland, uh, Cullen Sexton, a lot of young guys there that you aren't really going to win anything. So it's just, hey, come out here and hoop, do what you got to do. And I was surprised he dropped to 30 because I know how much he does have. I thought he would be a lottery pick, but sometimes, I don't know, how do you feel about it? Because you have these analysts, some of these scouts who I don't really know what they uh, are doing, to be honest. And they Absolutely. pass up guys like him, and he goes 30th. So what do you feel about that? Well, the thing about the draft is outside of the top two or three, you know, you got to figure the top two or three are going to be starters in the NBA. Should be. You know, now Marvin Bagley wasn't a starter, and he should have been. But it's really hard to predict, you know, translate your game from college to the pros. Like you see some of these guys, like we said earlier, Isaiah Thomas. How he turned out, the last pick in the draft. Yeah. Ginobili, a Hall of Famer, got picked 58. And so there are going to be some diamonds in the rough, guys that didn't go lottery or guys that didn't go in the first round. And, uh, you know, these guys who get picked late, they get they're a little more hungry because they look at guys ahead of them and they're like, I should have been there. You know what, them guys that we talking about, them guys is in the gym right now. Them other guys, they got the BET Awards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, facts. <laughs> facts. Hey, so we're going to go down the line. Bruce, what was one of your uh, favorite picks or a few picks from the draft? Uh, mine was just New Orleans situation. Um, they did it right. Because uh, I want to thank them first for giving us Anthony Davis out here. Yes, sir. <laughs> but, uh, he yes, sir. Hey, yes, sir. Haters in the audience, as always, <laughs> right up front. Tell them how you feel, Clipper uh, My favorite pick was uh, Jackson Hayes for them because I think it takes a lot of pressure off wondering if you're going to go with Zion at the five or like how much defense he's actually going to have to play, which he is effective, but you still kind of want to keep him like moving around on the outside of the wing and switching off on the guards and stuff. Bruh. So you still kind of keep uh, Zion tame with what you got. So. Yeah, yeah. What you think about them going to be like the next Blake Griffin and uh, um, DeAndre Jordan? DeAndre Jordan. Jordan. You think it's a good comparison or what you think about Probably, that? Probably, yeah. Better. Uh, Lonzo's going to be able to get them a lot of easy buckets. Um, like Drew Holiday is a – Proven vet. I think they're gonna be one of the exciting teams. To very watch. exciting. Yeah, I don't I know about so. playoffs, but exciting no, as no hell. Playoffs. They're it's three years exciting. away from a good playoff run. <laughs> three years. That's a long bet on it. And they get those big coming in for the next couple years too. Yeah. You gotta watch Zion because all that good gumbo and all that you know Creole food out there. Zion might he is, might be three twenty five. It was a great player, and I think he will be great in the league. You know, because now you know a lot of questions is about his weight. But you got to understand, now that he's in the NBA, he's going to have the best trainers. True. He's going to have the the, the, the best cooks, chefs mm, around, that. the best facilities. And so, you know, I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah. Hey, so, uh, Mike, what's one of your favorite draft picks of uh, this year's NBA draft? My favorite one I'm going with is Zion, period. Huh. <laughs> I'm just saying Zion, because I actually seen the cat, and I was like, he looks, for him to be 285 when I met him in person, I'm like, hey, bro, you, you solid. So I was like, well, as soon as you get to a real strength and conditioning coach in the league, bro, it's about to be a wrap. Mm. So I was like, especially now. The only now, thing that I'll bothers me is his size. You know, Agreed he's with that. Like Six, right seven. now. No, but, but I'm saying, but the way the league is going, you know, he'll be a small ball center. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, the big man is pretty much played out yeah. in the league. They're going to make him play oh, a lot of small really, forward. No, not really. You got some good big men, but. A lot of people go with the small You balls. just need spot minutes from your big man, yeah. but solid ones. So yeah. that's why I like the Jackson Hayes pick as well because you're going to take Jackson out and run Zion at the five, but you don't have to, like, always abuse him at the five and wear him down all game. So. Yes, sir. Uh, anything else, Mike? 
I'll just, he's going to be a guaranteed lock to be a progressive player and that's going to take over the league depending on how he takes over this situation. Because he didn't want to be in New Orleans, but you got to take over what you just got now. Yeah. You got a lot of pieces around you, so you can't say, oh, my team is trash. No, what you do with your pieces is how we're going to judge you right now. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I got an eye on them right now. No, yeah, hey, they got a chance to be a, a very exciting and promising young team. Uh, Himes, uh, what about you? One of your favorite draft picks? I mean, aside from the Zions, I, I got to mention, you know, Cam Reddish, of course. I love that pick. The Hawks are going to be great going. Yeah, no, no, no. They made off like bandits in this draft. Getting him at 10 was a steal. Crazy. But aside from that, I got to give a shout-out to the Celtics. Come on. You, what do you think? I'm crazy. They picked – they went with Carson Edwards, man. They got Carson Edwards, mind you, in the second round. That kid dropped 42 – 28 and 32 in the NCAA playoffs. Oh, he's over. That was a ridiculous average. And this guy is coming in the league with a chip on his shoulder, ready to blow up. It's Isaiah Thomas 2.0, but a better defender and more explosive. And he's also pretty more. He's also a lot more athletic. Like that's a great pick. I I love that pick and that fit, especially with what's going on. And not to mention the person that wasn't drafted. That's Taco Fall. He ended up with Boston. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who picked him up? I Talk forgot he got picked fall. up by somebody, though. Yeah, he, got he, got a ten, he got a 10, he got a ten day. Celtics. Yeah. He, okay. got, he got with the Celtics. But honestly, like, the Hawks picks, man, they blew me away in this draft. Like, they yeah. did it right. Like, New Orleans, of course, they walk away with an A. The Zion and Jackson Hayes pairing, like, especially with what they're walking into, situationally, they're giving them the perfect situation to go into. It's not so much weight on Zion's shoulders. He's got a great point guard. He's got Brandon Ingram. He's got guys surrounding him that can take the weight off their shoulders. And they have $30 million in cap space to have Yeah. You know what they did right? What we <laughs> all two. thought what Boston was going to do with free agents a couple years ago with all the draft picks that they stashed from the Brooklyn trade, like, Brooke, I mean, New Orleans did it right. Like, they actually are doing it right. They yeah, but they got their all their picks, like, the day of. <laughs> but it worked out, and they managed to bring up. in other guys to pair them with. Yeah. It's not like it was just picks. They got guys to pair the guys that they picked for the future, not to mention all the picks down the road. Yeah. Like, this was just a great draft all around. Yeah. But I will fun. go with Carson Because you were really sad until uh, Carson Edwards got picked. Yeah. I told. I want you to know. He I was said really to sad Mike, until that trade I said, happened. like, at proud. pick five, right? I was like, by the end of the night, I'll put money on it. Carson Edwards is picked by the Celtics. Look he what happened. It. Hey, Loki, I can't even front. He did say that. He was. He, it was. He I put like, money on it. like, pick 16. He was like, hey, he's going to go. Hey, but I'm telling y'all this right now. If you think Carson Edwards is helping the Celtics win a championship in the next two or three years, you are out of your damn mind. I don't give a damn if you're Paul Pierce, uh, <laughs> Red Auerbach, if he woke up from the dead. Hey, don't talk bad about Red. Don't talk bad about Red. <laughs> hey, but I'm just being honest. Philip, who was one of your uh, favorite picks of the draft? Well, of course, I got to go to the home team, the, the Hawks. They did their thing. Like, I'm really impressed with their front office because the past couple years or, you know, back when I was growing up, trash front office. But they're doing a lot better now, and they got a solid plan, you know. They got a solid plan. Um, then I like the situation as Zion goes because, like, too many times, like, the number one pick goes to a trash situation. And they just get, like, kind of, like, they have too much put on their shoulders too early and they can't really develop like they need to. I think this is a good situation for the number one pick in the last couple of years. So I think that's cool. Um, but then I got to go with the counter that. to that is I don't like Kevin Porter's situation in Cleveland. I still don't trust Cleveland's front office. Um, so... That's going to be a, a tough couple of years for him. Like, I'm glad he, you know, I'm, I'm glad he, you know, still went first round and everything, and I'm happy for him. I hope he can grow. But 
that's a tough situation for that young man. Yeah. No, I think I Cleveland's asking for a redo, and that's why they took Garland because yeah. the Sexton pick just did not work. Then, then Bobo, like I want to see like what yes, his foot Bobo. does. If he can, if he, if he can like get over his injuries and whatnot, I think he's gonna have a solid career. What he's seven two with a standing reach of like nine five or something, something ridiculous something crazy. like that. Like, but he has like guard handles and stuff. So I'm excited about his future. Um, yeah, if he can just you know deal with those injuries, man, I think he has a big that, future as that, well. That, that was my actual pick, my favorite pick, yeah. because he was projected, he was on a trajectory to go in the top ten and to go in the second round. Um, it's a it's a low risk, high reward. No, for you know, sure. I believe he's uh, where is it? Miami? Wait. No, he's in Denver. 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 Oh yeah, Denver. Continue I'll pick Denver to be in the finals right now. <laughs> With him and Western Conference know, Finals against the Lakers? Nothing to do with their pick. Yeah. I think they'll be in the oh, finals. Oh, thank God. Oh, hot take. Oh, man. I thought West. you meant hey, go. hey, Paul. I think they'll be in the finals next year. Denver's in the finals. NBA you, just West. Hey, you, you, you guys sure we want to listen to Paul? I think they'll be in the NBA finals. Did you ask him in NBA finals? Yeah, I'm saying like you. What do you If they can get anything. If they can get anything. Anything out of. Out of Porter Jr. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, who should have been a, who could have been a potential number one pick last year if he doesn't hurt his back. Facts. He was one of the most talented kids I've seen in high school. Went to Missouri, hurt his back. If he doesn't do that, he's probably the number one or two pick. Yeah. If they can get anything out of him next year, they'll be in the finals. Speaking of Bobo, real quick, what do you think about like? the toughness it takes for a kid like that to sit in the green room that long and get passed over passed over for that long man like it happens every year yeah you know the year when i was drafted um who was it it was uh it was al harrington uh, al harrington was sitting in the green room and he didn't get picked lottery and he was a kid you know he was out of high school and he was crying and I felt bad, and then he finally got picked, and you see what type of career Al Harrington ended up having a very, very solid career. Um, yeah, we remember that three you shot over. I was just yeah. about to say, you will bring him up. Fact. <laughs> yeah, I, I shot a lot of threes on the yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I hated it, too. Man. Oh, God. I love every Especially sport. 2008. Oh, God. Here it goes. But, uh, but that type of stuff can, can really – Build you up as a player. He's sitting there and just motivated. Yeah. Just sitting there. He's just sitting there and just motivated. Now I was a lottery pick, but I was pissed off that I went tenth in the draft. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was ten, I was the tenth pick. Think about that. The tenth pick, you should be like thrilled. I was so pissed off of going tenth that the next day I just remember being in the gym. I didn't want to talk to nobody. And every time I went to the gym. I was, I was projected to go either one or two that year. I was the first team All-American up the National Player of the Year, and I went 10th. And uh, I just remember I went to the gym all summer. All I did, every time I shot the ball, I yelled out every single player that went ahead of me. All over candy. Jason Williams, what? Robert Trailer, Dirk Nowitzki. I can still remember. I can remember one through nine to this day. That's crazy. I yelled out every single coach who passed up on me. Every time I shot the ball, and that's all I thought when I got when I got to the league. That was gonna be my question. If you remembered every nine, every person I can ahead tell you of you. All the first nine players. Talk to him. Talk to him. No game. Bro. You heard him. Olawa Candy. Olawa Candy. Bibby. Sheesh. Rayford Prince. Antoine James. Rayford Prince. Vince Carter. Jason Williams, Larry Hughes, Tractor Trailer, Dirk Nowitzki. Crazy. Wow. 
in that order. Hey. And I, I think he's better than all those guys, man. That's, that's Show crazy. him the jewels. No, Dirk is amazing. If you redraft that, if Dirk would go number one, yeah. I would probably be number two. Yeah, yeah I agree. Definitely. I can, I can fuck with that. Dirk is one of my favorite players all time. Hey, Dirk, Dirk is 30,000 points, MVP. Cold-blooded. Yeah, he's amazing, man. But uh, let's move it on. Let's talk about that team, that amazing team that uh, God created. Uh, that purple and gold team. Champions, champions. We got Clipper Darrow oh, in wait, the wait, building. Wait, wait, wait. We love you, Clipper Darrow, uh, big dog. We got to – We got a – Hey, I, I promise you guys like, – What did you say? It, how did you introduce that purple hey, and gold team? Let me hear how did you he introduce said God I, created. I said that, like uh, he, God that, made that amazing Eve. team that God created. God okay. created that started Eve, Minneapolis. which was the Lakers, yeah. and God listen, created Adam, which was the Celtics. I grew up right down the street from the forum. Yeah. But there ain't nothing been great about the Lakers the last six years. They ain't <laughs> playoffs. Y'all keep holding I, on. Hey, I agree, but keep that's why we're going to talk it. about what's going to make them great. We want to talk about, once again, the big trade. Anthony Davis going to the Lakers. The reason why Clipper Darrell will be Laker Darrell in two years at the parade <laughs> is going to be Anthony Davis coming to the Lakers with LeBron. It's going to be a start of something big. Um, as you can see, the Lakers are trying to make a whole bunch of other moves to try to uh, – create cap for that third guy. Uh, I don't think they really have to do it. I think that if you put the right pieces around AD and uh, LeBron, that you can win a championship. I think the era of super teams are coming to an end. KD out for the year. Clay's going to be out till February or March. That in the West, especially, there's no one really that has any chance. Even if Kawhi goes to that other team in LA, we don't like to talk about. But um, how do you feel about the AD trade? How do you think it impacts not only the Lakers in the Western Conference, but the NBA, period. Well, I think uh, it's a great move, first of all. I mean, whenever you can get a player of that caliber and then you team up with LeBron. Now, there's only there's certain ingredients you got to have to be a championship team. For one, one ingredient, if you look at the championship teams over the last, let's just say, 20 years, you got to have a top five player. They already got that yep. in LeBron James. Now they added two top five players. If you think about the Warriors, they've had two top five players, Durant and, and, and Curry and then other all-stars. But that's the first ingredient. This year, Toronto Raptors won. Yeah. Would you consider to- Kawhi a top five player? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fact. Yes. Absolutely. And so that's the one ingredient, one, that you got to have on your team. That's why I never considered the Celtics a contender this team. You know, I, I love the Celtics and everything, but I was down on them all year. I never thought they could win a championship because <laughs> I thought Kyrie was a 1B player. And I just call it like I see it. No, fact. You know, so yep. I, I was honest about that. There's only eight guys, I believe, in the NBA right now that you got to have to win a championship. Lakers got two of them. Yeah, hey. Yep. Big time moves. Uh, what do you guys, how you guys feel? We'll go to the, the other uh, Celtic guy. Alex, because uh, the day the trade happened, he was the saddest guy in the world. And now no Al Horford's going to no, be No, no, no. I was happy. I wanted it over with already. This AD drama was annoying. You just yeah. We already knew he was going. Again. Like, honestly, like, are we playing this dance? We already knew the Lakers had the best offer. The Celtics weren't going to give up Jason Tatum. Like, it was like, why, why would we even consider that? That's not That's not how He's we He's not roll. a franchise player. That's why. Yet. Keyword is yet. Man, I don't believe in those. Just wait. Jason Tatum. Uh, Jason, Tatum. Jason Tatum. He's constantly we said Tatum about is about not a before, franchise well, player. Well, it depends on what do you define a franchise player. Somebody right now that you could put him on the floor and say, my team can win the championship with this guy leading us to the championship or being one of the top two or three guys leading us to a championship. Is Zion that way? 
No. No, no, we're no. not talking about Zion. No, no, no. no. I have a point. Tatum. I have a point. I have a point. Would you would you consider Zion one of those players? No. No? Not yet. He's, he's going to have some time. Then but you have to say the same thing about Tatum because he's only now, what, about three years in. And it's too young. Yeah, but he's I think it's a lot of pressure on him. He's going to get paid like a franchise. No, yeah, I agree. Oh, hell yeah. Especially by a team that needs him. And I bet you who else is going to get paid? I don't think he can either. Without, no, without that jumper, man, you got to give me something Dude, outside the key. Hey, no jumper. Hey, you you gotta you gotta have a jump shot. But uh, Philip, how you feel about the AD trade? Oh, I see how it is for the Lakers. Yeah, we done with the Celtic talk, man. I, st- we don't I wanna, still I still think he was expensive, bro. Like I still think he was he, like get AD at all costs. Like I understand that, but that man was much. expensive, bro. Like yeah, they have picks for like the next three years, man. It's, well, do you see that they actually didn't add up the Money to trade for him properly, so now instead of having oh, 33 million, they got 23. Yet. That is not a That's fact. Why you gotta, oh. <laughs> what are, they re- are, re- are they reworking the deal? Do you have the details of this what deal? deal? Do they announce deal it? Yeah, it's on Bleacher Report. It's the, all the over trade. ESPN too. The trade. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, if they had traded for uh, AD Palenka. a couple days Palenka, later yeah, did, and they moved one. someone else, they would have had 33 million. But instead, they now have 23 million. So they yeah. have to trade away Mo Wagner or some of these other Bro. picks. LeBron doesn't like playing with the young guys like that, so he's going to trade them anyway. That's it. No, I agree with that. that. It was just expensive to do it. And y'all, you, yeah, you get that at all costs. Yeah, and What's y'all still need a, a point guard, man. Y'all bought in the kid, uh, Jason Kidd, right? Yeah. Like grow up Lonzo, then trade Lonzo away. Like I don't understand like that move at all. Still don't understand that you brought maybe in the coach. Not, maybe that's not what hey, the move was for. We saw Rondo with then? AD a couple of years Defense. ago. It was great. It turned New Orleans into an actual playoff team, right? They have Rondo, who they can bring back. I love Rondo. He's the perfect guy to have with AD and LeBron, actually. So, don't get me wrong. They could get someone else who's also really good, right? But Rondo's a great safety net for them to have and run with. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think if you fill out that team and then your point guard turns out to be Rondo, it'll be just fine. I mean, you can ask him considering, you know, Fanner 17. Let's go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't forget, don't forget. We don't talk about that, Brandon. Vladimir Rodmanovich. <laughs> hey, but uh, Mike, how do you feel about the AD move, uh, the impact it's going to have on the Lakers and uh, the, the NBA? First of all, I love the move just for the Lakers, but I feel like that's a stepping stone. I'm sorry I'm talking like that. Stepping stone for the uh, next two years. We get a ring. Like, I believe that we could. We. Yeah, yeah we. You, we, you mean the Clippers, Lakers, right? Man. You mean the Clippers, right? Right, you know, I'm, I'm Clipper Dale, the, the Clippers are getting that ring. He's on right? Exhibit 10. Yeah, see? Yeah. See? Hey, He's on we, Exhibit 10. We, hey, we, we the Lakers. Clipper Dale know it. Hey, hey for years, hey, I wanted, to buy, I wanted to buy your jersey because you're an Inglewood guy, but I just couldn't put on that Celtic green, man. So, I, I Hey, try it. It feels great. Or the Clipper. Trust me. You see this? still bought my Inglewood jersey. The Inglewood? This is true. Man. Hey, that still had green and white on it, so I had to stay away. You want this thing in Rome. I, I, I go get one. I'll send you a picture of I'll, it. I'll get you it for your birthday. Don't worry. And I'll get you a Celtic one, too. Don't nah, worry. Nah, don't do that. Cool. Get a Brooklyn Nets one. You got to get both. You got to get both. You going to see me burn the jersey like Paul done left the team or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Hey, so, uh, uh, Bruce, what you feel about the AD trade and the impact on the NBA? It's perfect. Exactly what we needed. Exactly what we wanted. I don't think it was too high of a price because you have to go get that player. We didn't have to put Kuzma in the deal at the end of it. The picks honestly don't matter. Um, and then the deal of you actually think you could get a GM to hold off to the 30th to make a trade to help you with cap space. Like, we probably would have had to give him five first-round picks if that was the case. So getting it to the six, 
getting up to like 27, 28 million. 28 million is what we can get if we renounce the kids or trade the kids away. Hey, like, that's the other thing. You brought up a good point. They kept coups in that trade, which was big coups, because man. he was reported to be a part of that package going into the trade deadline last year. Like, and that it? That's the best player to keep from that whole yeah, package. Yeah, he's the most important young player out of that group. Well, yeah, as far as the, as far as the fit Ingram? next to the players that they traded yep. for, yes. He that's who they wanted to keep. Them. It was who was necessary to keep. But so I also think that uh, and uh, you play him at the four and AD at the five. Is that how you're going? Yeah, when you run in that lineup, yeah, it's gonna be Bron, Kuz, and AD in the front court, and then whoever else insert here. Paul Pierce might get a call. You never know. Yeah, Paul, if you ready, <laughs> we'll get you. you can finally we'll put we'll that language. Not happening. <laughs> we'll get you in the gym, get you trained, get you ready to go. Nah, but no, nah, I think it's perfect. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so. Um, just because we have to talk about them, uh, that other team that's also in the NBA that I think the devil created, the green and white team out there in Boston, uh, the Celtics. Where are the Celtics going? Uh, Kyrie is out of there. Al Horford out of there. I really don't know what they're going to do. Uh, yeah, who else? Everybody's everybody's leaving from there. Did, have you, did you sell your property from uh, in Boston yet? Because <laughs> everybody's leaving. This is the deal about Celtics. Let me hear about them. They weren't winning with Kyrie as the main guy. Agreed. Now, if you could have added an AD, okay, yeah, but they didn't. And so now it's like you have to take steps back to take steps forward. Why tie up, if they had an opportunity to, to even sign Kyrie, why tie up all that cash space if you never get that 1A player? You know, you see so many teams are, are cash-strapped when they sign these guys to these big deals and they become treadmill teams. And so right now for the Celtics, it's about rebuilding through their young core. Jason Tatum, um, Jaylen. Smart, Jalen Brown. You know, they have young pieces that are ready, similar like when you look at the Clippers. They got, no, no seriously. <laughs> the, the Clippers got the pieces around to where if you inject a guy like Kawhi Leonard, they become a contender. Now, I, I, say the, I see the same thing with the Celtics. If they can get lucky enough to get a player of that caliber, they have the pieces around right now. Or if Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown can de develop into that player True. or into an all-star player, a superstar type player, then they're on the right pace. So, you know, they still have the pieces for many years to come. And if that summer comes where they can sign that guy, that, that centerpiece that, like I said, there's only like a, they can get a – a Giannis Antetokounmpo or Harden, which is probably unrealistic, but they're set up. Yeah. Paul, do you think that Jalen Brown or Tatum can average a dub next season or, or more? I, I think so. I think Tatum. Um, I think Tatum cap is capable of averaging 20. The one knock on his game that I have is he doesn't get to the free throw line enough. Agreed, yeah. You have to be able to get to the free throw line, and that's, that's the difference from guys who score 16 a night gets you to 20. He averaged like 16 points a night, but he averaged three free throws. True. Now, if you start saying he's going to aggress, he averages eight free throw shots, That's e that easily gets you to 20. Yeah. And so if you ever, if you see James Harden average 35 this year, he'll have nights to where he'll go 10 for 28, but have 35 points. You know why? Because he's, he's like 18 for 18 from the free throw line. Agreed. Yep. Yep. Hey, so uh, just to keep it on the Celtics, uh, let's go to the Celtic lover. Hey. Guy that we, that we don't like to talk about too much. I'm here to tell you, the Celtics are sitting pretty. They let Kyrie. They're, Kyrie's leaving. Wait, I'm time happy. out. Time out. I'm happy. 
Don't you lie to us talking about y'all sitting pretty up. No, we are. Celtics Think are about a championship the team. No, 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 no. Listen. No, but no, no, no. you want to win championships when we you're do. in Boston. We do, and yet look what's going on. We just freed up $33 million in cap room, and we let Al go because we understood. Look, you know, you want X deal. We can't give that to you. We're willing to give you this amount, which fits in with our future plan. That money can be used on another big-name free agent down the road. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, a great one-two punch to have getting ready to go in the future. Not to mention, look, they're better off without Kyrie and running with Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier fits in to Brad Stevens' system. The team was 10-2 and when he was starting the entire time. First game, Terry started. He had a triple-double. Second game, he had 31 points last year. The guy is the perfect player for the Brad Stevens system. Paul mentioned it. The treadmill part of the Celtics is Gordon Hayward's contract. I love him, but does he warrant that? No. Does he fit in with the future plans? No, he doesn't. And we heard about the he issues. Might. You never know. I but mean, you might kind of just need to run with him for another year, see if he can get his value back up. We saw what if he, he works in the system. But we heard about how him being that special guy that Brad Stevens like affected the locker room, affected the atmosphere, and it didn't work with the team, which makes sense. Like the guy played with him at Butler. I get it. You know, you want to be able to give that guy, the guy you love, the guy that the reason why he's in Boston is because of you, yeah. that space. Look, it didn't work out. We got to move on from him, trade him out. I wanted them to make a deal with Memphis to get Mike Conley originally. Yeah, Swap him out. We fill the point guard need. You just need. preached about Terry Rozier. Now you want Mike Conley. Yeah, no, no, no. But that's to get rid of. All right, look. If you're valuing the idea of getting rid of Gordon Hayward's contract, that's way more intriguing than me going after Terry Rozier knowing that Kyrie's leaving. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with it. The Celtics are pretty. We're good. We got Taco Fall. We got Carson Edwards. We got Marcus Smart. Who Jaylen do you think Brown. that free agent is? Because at this point, I think the only option for you guys is to sign a, a decent five. And I think DeAndre Jordan would probably work out for y'all out I there. I love DeAndre. I've said steadfast that we should go after Unless you get Vooch. That's about Vucevic. it. Vucevic. Hey, yeah, he's on the radar, too. I think more of a defensive I, presence. I think I may have the cure. Playoffs. I think I have the cure to the uh, Celtics. What you do is you go and get a time machine. You put KG in there. You put Ray in there. You put Paul in there. Rondo. They, they Rondo. Ahead, once they come out, they have a championship team. They're ready hey, to go. Give, give us Robert Parrish, hey, too. We'll take Robert Parrish out of that one. But you got to understand, the window for a championship sometimes is small. True. You know, um, there's only been, like, one case to where the window was, like, so long, and that's the San Antonio Spurs where True. they had, like, a 20-year yeah. window <laughs> to where they were always a contender. Now – Go to state their run. I'm not sure if their run is over, depending on what KD does. Over. But that's five years. In some cases, it's three or four years. And so, sometimes it's about laying back, being patient until your window opens up of opportunity, yeah. and then taking advantage of. It. Yeah. Well, do you think KD and Clay's injury? Well, I'll, I'll, let's just assume KD's out, right? Just like period, like he's leaving Golden State. Do you think that that's still a championship winning, not contending, winning team with Clay? Um. I do not think they can win a championship next year without KD. Um, but they still have the key ingredient, that top five player, Steph Curry. Curry. Yeah, fact. And so, you know, for however long his prime lasts, they're going to be a threat. Agreed. And so just remember that whenever they can – let's say they bring back DeMarcus Cousins and he gets back to playing like – Yeah, 80% of who he was. I mean, right you understand, that. when you come off an Achilles injury, that's tough to do. You usually need a year. True. He got that year out of the way. He's probably going to work his butt off this summer. And he'll probably come close to getting back to that. Say they sign him. They still got Draymond. They still got Clay. So, you know, their window is still open. I, I agree. Um, oh, the other thing I didn't mention was that Jordan Poole pick by Golden State. I loved that fit. 
They got he a was a players. perfect fit for that team, like yeah. outright. I agree. I, I, uh, I just I don't know, man. With the Celtics, I don't. I really don't know what to do because I think their big plan is like after they traded the truth, it, it started failing, man. Because they put together this plan, it just didn't happen the way that they wanted it to. Now everybody in uh, Boston is like, now what? What's next? You know? Because we we didn't want to wait too long. If you guys remember the 90s, the Celtics, no, we don't remember the 90s because the Celtics weren't a factor hey. until Paul was and guys like Antoine were there. So we they don't want to go Len through Bias. that again. Don't forget, we would have had Len Bias. Yeah, and true. And Reggie Lewis. Yeah, but it's it's other ways that they could have built that team. But it's just you're unsure exactly where they're going to go now to where it looked like they were going to be a team to be but, reckoned with for the next you know, five to ten years. But that's you heard it. I mean, they are again, all I, over again. I just think it's a perfect explanation of like the draft and the Celtics were kind of like a surprise in a way, and we were we were just like waiting for the potential with all the picks and stuff they had. So they had the potential to be good, and then you get like uh, a hit in the draft with Jason Tatum, and you're like, oh, you got Kyrie already and Gordon Hayward. You got these superstars like. Kyrie's not top five. Gordon Hayward's not top five. Well, there weren't enough balls to go around for those guys. They're all offensive ball-dominant guys. So, like, when you have five guys basically at every position who need the ball to be efficient, like, it's bound to break somewhere. That's why Terry was perfect for them. Yeah. Oh, you got it, Phillip. Yeah, those young guys, like, took them to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, you know, and then – when you brought in those stars and um, uh, and Kyrie and you brought back in Hayward, that kind of messed up the team chemistry. Like these young guys, are like, hey, I I led the team or we led the team to the Eastern Conference Final, and these dudes are gonna come in and take out uh, starting spots like that. You're gonna have to feel some type of way, especially like a Hayward who's coming off an injury and hasn't really proved himself after injury. And he come in and take these young guys, you know, minutes. You know, what I'm saying that's messing up his confidence and stuff. So I think like. If Kawhi does leave the East and goes back in, that leaves that void again to see who's going to be dominant in the East again. I think the Celtics with that young crew already had the experience of making it to the East Con- Eastern Conference Final. There's only one other team that's had, that has that same uh, pedigree, and that's Giannis and them who just made it this past year. So, you True. know, I think they still have the um, – I think they have the experience, the playoff experience to be better than, you know, the 76ers led by Ben Simmons who's never, you know, really made it anywhere. And then uh, who else was there? That's it. Yeah, that was it, right? So I think they're in the top two, three to be right there in the East Conference Finals again with those young guys. So I'm excited to see what the Celtics have, even though they lost, like, you know, Al uh, Horford and they lost uh, Kyrie. Kyrie. It's going to be a real easy transition, though. That's the whole point. They have pieces they could mesh with that's already played together, but now they're just going to have to work in the new pieces and be like, well, now let's readjust our roles so we can win now with what we're about to get. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Hey, but before we move on to our uh, next topic, uh, once again, we are Courtside Radio with the starting five. We are here representing the Good News Radio, the Good News Sports. Before you guys leave today, make sure you guys take your phones out and download our app, the Good News Radio app, where you can check out all of our shows. We about 12 deep when it comes to shows, so make sure you guys check them out. It's not just sports. You can have uh, a couple shows in the building, Never Not Extra just walked in. We got uh, Monday mornings uh, in the building with our guy, Keith Good News himself. Uh, Sports Talk with Mark every Wednesday, 6.30 to 8. Then every Friday for all you ladies, got to check out the ladies show, man. That show is so amazing. Y'all got to, they talk about the craziest, nastiest things. 
So y'all want to tune in. Cause y'all, hey, y'all gonna be hearing stuff like, "Damn, are these girls that nasty, or this is how all the females think?" But yeah, it's just crazy. We want to give a shout out to our girl Ashley Neville. Ashley uh, came in the building. Thank you for checking us out. Triple uh, Daryl's in the building, so we thank you guys for coming out showing us love, and everybody that's here showing love, man. We're here at the Truth Hollywood. Uh, what's up, Alex? We also got a plug. You got to tell us about Vesper. Yeah. This is true. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, we can talk about before we go to our next topic. Let's talk about it. All right, so Vesper is a um, a vape company. I started with a CBD wellness line. Um, You know, I I struggled with different uh, medications throughout my year, and I I got involved with CBD over not too long ago. Back once I started um, getting a better understanding of what what it really was. You know, I tried out different companies. And it wasn't any consistency to it. And so I decided to launch my own line uh, of CBD wellness products. And, um, you know, something I can trust. You know, I have, uh, it's in-house made. Um, no. I have a factory out here in California that I go to once a week. I'll be there tomorrow, actually, just testing out new products. And, uh, you know, if you don't know much about CBD, do your research. Uh, but it, it really helps in pain, anxiety. I don't know if a lot of people know my story. I was stabbed 11 times. Um, you know, I was able to get through that and had dealt with various neck pains and, and anxiety and depression at one point in my life, but I was able to get through that. And uh, it's really helped me with a lot of that with, with, with being in crowds and, and being my, like, I wouldn't have came, like, I wouldn't have been able to do this some years ago yeah. just sitting yeah. in the house. Hey, that's crowd, dope, man. It was at a point, I was at a point in my life where I didn't even leave the house. Um, Police sat in front of my house for like 24 hours a day. All I did was go to the gym and come home, eat, go to the gym, come home and eat until I got over it. And I started, the thing is, I held it in for so long until I started expressing myself and telling my story and letting it all out. I held it in for so long, then it it made me more comfortable in my skin again. Um, You know, I was uh, was paranoid. Uh, I I was very paranoid. I, I didn't like people getting near me. And, totally uh, understandable. You know, yeah, I reacted true. to a lot of things, and, but I'm on past that now, and I, I developed this company. You know, check it out, Vesper.com. You can go to uh, Vape Vesper on Instagram and check out, see what we all about. Um, you know, so I'm thankful for that. Yeah, hey, so uh, as you guys heard, Vesper, make sure you guys check them out. IG, check the website, uh, Good News Radio as well. All you guys have phones in here, so y'all should be taking them out right now, doing these exact things, showing love, man. But, um... Uh, we are here once again at the Truth Hollywood with the Truth himself, Paul Pierce, man, doing our thing. Uh, here we go. So on, on to the next subject. So since we are here with the Truth, Paul Pierce, we just wanted to give our uh, top top three, top five favorite Paul Pierce moments. Uh, for, we'll start with you, Paul. What are your favorite five moments of your career, uh, man? My career, I mean, number one would have to be getting drafted. You know, as a kid, when you... You grew up, I grew up right here in Inglewood, down the street from the forum. And, um, you know, who would have thought a kid just, you know, running the streets, playing on the outdoor courts, going to different parks, you know, could make it. Because, like, when I came out of school, the dream was just to go to college. But the the sad part about where I grew up is, um, as a kid, you know, they was like, when you got asked the question, you know, what you want to be when you grow up, you know, for me, it was just like, you know, I want to I wanna make it to 21. And that's kind of sad. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. From, 
you know, a kid in, in the inner city, a black kid in the inner city, when you hear a kid say, I just want to make it to 21 because growing up I had so many friends around my neighborhood who were killed or went to jail. And, and so, you know, that, that was just the first thought. But then just making it to college. It was just like so many kids in my neighborhood just didn't even get a chance to go to college. You know, it was just like, all right, go to high school, get a job at the swap meet or the gas station or something, you know, and then or, or, or be on the, on the streets. You know, slanging, yeah. crack, coke, you know, that's, yeah, that's, real, that's what yeah. I saw growing up. And so it was just like, you know, I want to play ball. You know, I was surrounded by all these things. I was like, you know, I'm going to invest in basketball. You know, I feel like, you know, I have an opportunity. And I, I set my mind to it. And it was just like, I just want to go to college. You know, the dream came for me making it to college. And I was like, man, you know, I got recruited by every college in America. I was a late bloomer. I came along my junior year. I visited UCLA, USC, all these schools. But it was just like, I went to Kansas University, if you didn't know, because I had to get out of the neighborhood. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I needed to grow hey. up. I needed to go in the middle of nowhere when there was nothing to do but work on hoops, go to school, and play ball. It snowed. I remember the first day it snowed. I didn't go to class for a week. I didn't have a big jacket. You know, living from out here, I had to call my high school coach, bought me a big jacket. You know, in L.A., there was no need for a, a, a winter coat. So. Yeah, true. You know, and then once I got to college, it was just like, after my freshman year, I was like, man, I could be a pro. And so the dream of being a pro was installed in me. I was one of the top freshmen in, in all of basketball. My sophomore year, I made the cover of Sports Illustrated. And it was just like, you know what, I want to be an NBA player now. You know, because at first it was like, I go to college. Then when I got to college, like, I want to be a pro. So, you know, that, that uh, right there, like I said, just making it to the NBA is number one. Uh, number two. Uh, man, top five NBA. Well, probably winning the championship against the Lakers. You know, so, well, the thing is, I grew up a Laker fan. I yeah. mean, how could I not? I grew up blocks away from the form. <laughs> Clipper Carroll. When I was in high school, they was giving away Clipper teams. <laughs> giving them away. Hey, they, they still are giving away. They're still giving away right now. Sports Arena. That's the Sports Arena. They played at the Sports Arena. And uh, but I grew up right down the street from the forum, and uh, so just my dream was to be a Laker. So you know, life comes full circle. That how ironic things are that I get drafted by the Celtics, play against the Lakers twice in the championship, and, and win one. So you know that that's a special moment. Um, uh, I guess another moment that just stands out was passing Larry Bird on the all-time, uh, yep. on, be second on the all-time scoring list. Yeah, um, big time. You know yeah. that was that was a, a moment for me. Um, damn, this is tough. Man, so moments. many, huh? Um, <laughs> um, you know, putting putting LeBron out the playoffs. I don't know, putting LeBron out the playoffs. Forty-four. Yeah, hey, you, you had you dropped forty-four <laughs> on him. Toe to toe with Kobe, I guess. You know. Yeah, hey. Uh, I mean, you know, so. Coming out victorious for hey, sure. I, I, I love it, man. So before I get to my guys, uh, I'm going to just go through mine. My top five Pierce moments for you, of course, uh, winning the championship, finals MVP. I hated it as a Laker fan. <laughs> but <laughs> I had to accept it. And like, hey, it's a guy from the wood doing his thing, so it's all love. Uh, beating Braun in that uh, game seven, 2008. Uh, Bron had 45, which was crazy. He was going off, but 41 points, man. 97-92 win was big time in that conference semis. Uh, number three for me will be uh, shutting up Al Harrington when you was going back hey. and forth with him. That, hey, that, you know, that. people to this day ask me what I said. 
What did you say? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you, 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 you can say whatever you, you want. With us. Hey, we keep it in the family. This is independent radio. I'll tell y'all off camera. All right. Check out the behind the scenes on the behind the scenes. Hey, but hey, that's one of my favorite moments. Just. Just to do that. See, we don't see enough of that no more. No, you don't. Everybody holding. Every shot, back and forth. I mean, everybody shake hands. Now they shake hands after the games. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with it. It's a good generation. Go have dinner. I I, I just didn't like, I didn't like you if you was on the other team. You know, maybe we'd be cool in the summer, go dinner. But, like, in the game, I I personally didn't like you. And, uh, and I think that's it what, shows. That's what yeah. It definitely shows. You hide that very well. Well, that's what Giannis does. Giannis doesn't practice yeah, any of these guys yeah, because that's of that. That's why I love him. Hey, so that moment, not only did you shut him up with that play, but you finished with 37, 10, and 7. So that's that's pretty amazing. You uh, really shut him up. Number four for me will be uh, I call a game. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, that's on my list, too. That's right. That's right. Hey, I remember watching that live on ESPN. So many moments I forget. Man. I, I just remember, and that, it was Broussard that was interviewing you yeah. after that game, and I talked to him about that. I really, like, felt insulted by him asking me that, really. Because he was like, you know, I just won the game. Yeah, like, yeah. Did you call bank? Because you trying to take away that whole yeah, moment. Yeah, whole moment. Real quick. And, I, and I looked at him like, I call game. Yeah. <laughs> and I really wanted to just slap you. Yeah. <laughs> I call game, nigga. I just, I just walked off the interview after that. Yeah. I was like, let me hold this in before hey. I hit somebody. All Inglewood came out of you on that Man, one. Man, for real. <laughs> and so that was a big time moment. Just to, this is the cockiness you showed after that. Like, I call a game. We went in. We got this win. Win at the buzzer. Gave y'all a 2-1 series lead for the Wizards. And then um, number five, of course, where uh, the truth started, March 23rd. Oh, yeah, yeah. 2001, right when you scored 42 against the Lakers. And after the game, Shaq said that you was the truth. And. Been the truth ever since. So those those are my five oh, top five moments, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. hey, big big love. We'll go to the Celtic lover right here oh, to the man. left. Let's, okay. And he might have a hundred. Okay, so bring yeah, out the no, no, no. binder. Okay, so you gotta understand. My mom oh, is from God. New England. I grew up watching the Celtics because my grandpa was a diehard Celtics fan. I'm from LA, so like I got raised in it, right? So my top five moments. I remember watching you against the Knicks. And there was three seconds left, dribbling oh, in. You yeah. push off Stoudemire, and you get that quick release over him. You get that buzzer beater, and Nate Robinson tried to jump on your back and fell on the ground <laughs> on camera. Man, rolled off your back. Yeah, because yeah, he was trying to steal my moment, too. <laughs> yeah, we go. I'm having a moment right here. Yeah. Uh, four would have to be when you hoisted the MVP trophy during the 2008 finals. Like, what a moment. You're on the stands. You're with the fans, just hoisting it up, screaming, and then KG's in the background going like, "It all came out." Yeah, yeah. and KG's in the background. The that. Blood, sweat, and tears that you put. People only see the finished product. You know, they only see what you do on the court, but people don't know the preparation. You know, the waking up at 5 a.m., going to the Santa Monica stairs, going to the dunes, coming back, get some eat, going back to the gym for another three hours, lifting weights, then doing the same thing over and over and over. Think the players who retire, it's not because of what they can't do on the court. It's the preparation that retires you. When I wake up and I said I can't do that no more, I knew it was time for me to move on. Fair enough. Ah, three, three. Man, I'm gonna go with buzzer beater again. I got that buzzer beater in Miami. One in the playoffs. Yup. Knocked it down right on him, and that was the year where everyone's like, "Man, the Celtics are old." They were running. You were running with Greg Steamsma. Yeah. 
the oh. steamer. Yeah. I will never forget when uh, he got the 10-day contract and he had like a 10-point game. Next day, there's a guy sitting courtside wearing a steamer shirt, literally showing Greg's oh, steamer. about uh, in the early days. Yep. Okay. Yep. Like first year. Okay. Yeah. He knocked yeah, it yeah. over them. They lost Dallas that year, which was even better too. Uh, number two, man, there's so many Pierce moments I have to pick from. God. I just thought of one: the comeback versus the, the New Jersey. Versus the Nets. 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 That yeah, was gonna be was, my first. Okay. Oh man, wow, man. That, that was, was pretty. Historic. Oh my god, twenty-three historic. points, man. And they had you pegged out at that point. Yeah. All right, so I guess for my last one, I gotta go sentimental. The last game in Boston, you get in at the end of the game. We already knew <laughs> you're gonna get a shot up, and all the Celtics fans were standing. You knocked it in, and you just hear the announcer, Paul Pierce for three. One last time. Hey, one so last uh, time, man. we're going to swing it over to Bruce. What's up? Give us a few of uh, your top moments. I got one, kind of two. One is uh, being carried off into the chair, and then you <laughs> run back through the tunnel and then give us, give us work. Yeah. I, I was high. It was a Charlie one. I'm like, oh, we got a chance. He come back. I'm like, oh, we lost. Yeah. And then oh, the, don't forget that. the three threes after that, too, after he gets caught. I'm carded. fully aware of what happened. He was, he was playing out of I his thought mind. you blew your knee out. I'm like, oh, oh man. Oh, it's all bad. I was like, oh, but. Sicko mode engaged. And then pretty much every elbow jumper he hit in yeah. crunch time, I was like, it's going in. Like, he ain't going to miss this shot. Every elbow <laughs> jumper. What, what you got, Mike? You One of your favorite uh, Paul Pierce moments. I give, you, I give you three. Three was the actual game when he did get the name The Truth. Because uh-huh. I didn't understand this. I was like, I seen him growing up in Inglewood. So I'm like, this dude's been a bucket, but now he gets to show it on the main stage. And y'all get to recognize what this man has put in and all the work he's done. Two, I'm going to have to give it. You know what? I'm going to have to give it to when you had Al Harrington. You had to talk shit to <laughs> yeah. him. Bro, that's, I'm never going to forget that, bro. <laughs> like, Epic like, moment. Number one, got to be just for being from the wood, baby. That's 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 numero uno. Yes, sir. Like, I got to give you that. Making it out the wood, for real. Yeah. So, Philip, what about you? Facts. I got a few. Obviously, like the wheelchair game and what they meant at the time. Like, <laughs> you coming out like the – like the crowd going crazy, and then like the run that you had, like good job <laughs> <laughs> with the with the fake knee brace. Now that we know, yeah, the fake <laughs> knee brace. I was diagnosed with a sprained meniscus. Oh, <laughs> okay. In case y'all really want to know. All right, we got the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so segue. Next point has got to be like the nickname, just the truth. Like that man is the truth. Like that's the, one of the hardest nicknames ever. Just like, but when it come from Shaq, yeah, yeah, it's yeah a, like, Shaq. solidified. Nah, it solidified. came from your game. Your game yeah, gave but it I'm that. I'm saying like, you know, some people. It's only one person that gave themselves a nickname, and you can't do that. But he the only person that can do that. Yeah, and that's Black Mamba. True. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he the only one that can give himself. We understand. A yeah. yeah, right. Everybody Dino. else, you got to get it from somebody. Yeah. You know, True. So. Then, like, just all the clutch shots you hit, and then, like, especially, like, the I call game one, that was hilarious in the point. But, like, you were like, fuck that. Epic. Like, I call game, nigga. Like, yeah. fuck <laughs> So, I was like, I was like, I was loving that. And that was then, like, the I mic. guess, like, kissing the court, like, that last, like, moment when you, like, yeah. bent down, kissed the court, and, like, showed, like, all the dedication, hard work that you've ga- given towards the Celtics and, like, what you meant to that franchise yeah. and, like, all culminating in that moment. It's just it's just beautiful as a fan to watch. Yeah, thank yes, sir. We don't forget. We don't forget. Yeah. Hey. So. Hey, man. We thank you for joining us uh, on this episode of Courtside Radio, man. Uh, so much love. Thank you for having us here at your home, your venue, the Truth Hollywood. 
Uh, for you listeners, make sure if you guys haven't been that you come out and check it out. And for everybody here, Day before party. you guys leave, make sure y'all get y'all some food, get y'all some drinks, and get yeah, y'all some hey, hookah if y'all do it. Hey, everyone, go wild. We're gonna be recording too. I got around with camera. We're gonna have some fun, people. Yes, sir. So once again, hey, we are Corsair Radio with the Starting Five. Good news radio, good news sports. Download the app. Make sure you guys check us out. I am Michael the PG. You can find me on IG as Michael the PG. Uh, let's drop our IGs before we get up out of here. Bruce, drop the IGs for us. You know what it is? Shice right. Spelled just like it said. My last name is right with a W. All right. Uh, I'll go ahead and go Mr. Underscore. I'm going to call you back. I will, though. Trust me. <laughs> I yes, am happy. Out of Pappy. Okay. Before I say anything else, also, we made jerseys for one of our events last week, right? And I picked number 34 as my jersey number, just as a shout-out. Yeah. Hey, nice, nice. Hey. Appreciate the love. Hey. For Ray Allen, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. For Shaq with the Lakers? <laughs> uh, at Himes World, H-Y-M-E-S-W-O-R-L-D, baby. Phillip 3 Brown. Phillip number 3 Brown. <laughs> yeah, hey, so, man, we thank you, Paul, so much for uh, being, here, man. Yeah, being here with us. We got to make sure love, we do it love, again. Love. Gotta, we got to bring you to the studio so you can check us check us out, show you how we really get down. But once again, Corsair Radio, good news radio, good news sports at the starting five. We thank everybody for coming out, man. Make sure you guys enjoy the rest of your night. We are out. Yeah, Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah.